Welcome to an extremely interesting episode of Expert Hour. My guest today is one of India's brightest and respected legal minds, Dr. Aditya Sondhi, 98 graduate from National Law School, Bangalore. Apart from practicing as a senior advocate at Karnataka High Court and the Supreme Court of India, Dr. Sondhi is also an author and an art enthusiast. We speak to him today about an extremely interesting but slightly ambiguous topic the legalities around art in india dr sondhi welcome to the expert hour it's exciting to have you share your knowledge and your insights with us today thank you archana it's a pleasure to be with you so let me get straight to this now we have a few questions and i'm going to go for them one by one mm-hmm. you have an avid interest in art how and since when have you been interested in art well if we mean art as a collector in terms of sort of sketches photographs or paintings that go up on your walls uh, it's a more recent interest mm-hmm. i think uh, from the time i started traveling a bit more broadly especially in europe where i found a great uh, sense of history and preservation and collection and also i think uh, the opportunity for you to have your own space and furnish it is something that drives you to be more creative uh, with what you do so i i started to live by myself in an apartment uh, maybe about 13 years ago or so and i think that's when some windows started to open up in my mind that i would like to live and also work in a space which expresses who i am so i guess it's a combination of these two things and this time uh-huh. that i started sort of getting into uh, my my sense of uh, collecting and curating some some art that's interesting and one must actually talk to you more in depth about what you have been collecting so far but uh, coming to the next question that i have for you today we have an antiquities law of 1977 that prohibits export of artworks that are 100 plus years old could mm-hmm. you enlighten us on the premise of this law and how it came into force so this uh, enactment essentially looks at protecting our treasure trove as it were mm-hmm. we know that historically a lot of our art artifacts and our heritage in a sense has been exploited and exported or usurped even yes and uh, that takes us into a separate debate about the need for reparation when that has happened by states mm. but the premise essentially is that our heritage especially a lot of our old you know the the natraja for example or the Correct. kohinoor the sort of thing that have almost come to be associated with our national legacy a lot of those uh, artifacts were perhaps required to be preserved for the want of a better word and that is the premise of the act okay. that we have uh, available this heritage not just with the government but with with private collectors uh, as heirloom with with just individuals wealthy mm. individuals if you will or even as as commons or as community and the whole idea therefore mm-hmm. was to ensure that the this large critical mass of our treasure a stays within the country and b the act doesn't just stop with a restriction on export it also has two other facets one is the requirement of licensing if you are in the trade of antiques so for example uh, a bangalore example would be natesans they have a, a good collection of antiques and an antique is any product uh, or art piece which is more than 100 years old or a manuscript or uh, a document which is more than 75 years old mm-hmm. and so somebody like natesans if they were to uh, trade in or sell 
antiques would need to obtain a license so that's where the government also regulates mm-hmm. not just the export but even the local sale and trade in antiques okay. and the third aspect if i may is the requirement of in fact uh, registering these artifacts with a repository yes and in extreme cases i'm not aware where this power has been exercised but in extreme cases of a sort of a compulsory takeover as it were by the government of these artifacts itself hmm. in larger national interest for compensation could, could possibly be even for no compensation no. but yeah. that that is the lay of this law and hmm. broadly it is to ensure that uh, the sort of the national treasures even if privately held hmm. are uh, protected and preserved actually the point that you made about registration of an antiquity that is owned by a public or a private party is something that not many people know about which is why you know it becomes important for us to get information from uh, legal minds like yours where we br- bring this kind of clarity out into the open mm-hmm. so that people who own or who have these kind of artifacts in their homes may do what is right by law and sure. you know actually have them registered and i think the archaeological sure. survey of india is the body that you need to have these pieces registered by am i right correct correct yeah though yeah. honestly how many of us would know the provenance of uh, you know art or artworks that we've inherited hmm. so hmm. it gets a little complex there you must have heard of that case in chennai where uh, you know a prominent cafe owner was found to have yes yes a great deal of artifacts and she made the mistake in fact of burying them in her garden yeah 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 so it made it obvious uh, in a sense that she was hiding something i don't i'm not sure what yes. finally came of the case but uh, it could also be uh, innocent holding of such artifact mm. it gets complex uh, when you don't know the provenance sometimes for example in kurd guns are passed down as heirloom heirlooms correct yeah and uh, it's not easy to know its provenance but yeah if you do know its provenance it is obviously required to have it registered and and violation can be uh, uh, an offense yes as we saw in the case in chennai so is if one is one thing is innocently holding uh, some pieces but if you are a serious collector then even if you're not quite in the trading space you're not sort of buying and selling but if you are a collector i think it's certainly safer to take stock of what you have and then go through this registration yes process. yes and i think that's why it becomes important to start you know discussing these kind of issues or uh, you know facts and bring them into the open so i have a Absolutely. next question um, you know which is just leading on from what we just spoke about can you tell us if there are any more established uh, laws with regard to art in india see that's a fairly broad question archana in the sense that it comes down to how we define art do we mean it in the sort of the fine art visual mm. art sense or do we go beyond and include you know everything from literature to theater to mm. cinema and so on but let me confine myself to the more conventional understanding of art which is sort of uh, you know fine art or fine art yeah yeah so in terms of regulation uh, not quite in the same fashion as the antiquities act but obviously intellectual property law is an integral part of art and protection of creativity so the copyright act the copyright law is is closely linked with any uh, creative expression of artistic work as defined under the copyright act it becomes worthy of protection you can register an artwork as a copyright even if you don't register it if you can show your ownership over it you have a right then to proceed against somebody 
who okay. may be infringing it, what we call, you know, fake pieces, right. for the want of a word, yeah. or piracy. That mm. happens a lot even with the trademark, yeah. you know, yeah. merchandise. But in art, it would be more a copyright infringement. Okay. There is also the criminal law aspect that comes in, counterfeiting, fraud, for example, passing off as a, you know, as a gallery, if somebody is selling fakes, mm. Mm. not mm. only is there a copyright issue, but then there is also a, a criminal law aspect okay. and you could be charged for, uh, uh, you know, for, for fraud and deception and uh, counterfeiting and so on. In fact, there was a case, if, if I may mm-hmm. tell you that I involved in, which had in dispute uh, a Raja Ravi Varma uh, lithograph and uh, the, the purchaser uh, felt that she had bought a fake and actually took the auction house to court. That was not quite a criminal proceeding. Uh-huh. It was not even a copyright issue because it was by the buyer, mm-hmm. but it went in for arbitration because auction houses, uh, as you're aware, will have their own contracts with their bidders and purchasers. Yes. So that is another area of the law that comes in where mm-hmm. if there is a contractual breach of a representation that an auction house makes, mm-hmm. there could be a civil suit uh, or even an arbitration and those become pretty interesting cases. <laughs> Okay. Now, you spoke of copyright. How many years does this copyright law actually hold good for? Or is it like an infinite thing? Copyright typically is for 60 years. Mm-hmm. And that is 60 years after the death of uh, the author. Author. Okay. Okay. And after those 60 years, what happens then? Does the work or imagery or, uh, you know, script or, you know, whatever it is, uh, become copyright free for use? It does. It does. I mean, the entire protection of the Copyright Act ceases Mm. to apply 60 years after the demise of the author. But that is not to say that it cannot be protected in other ways. Okay. So, uh, you know, there could be... For example, there could be a moral right issue. Now, uh-huh. moral right, uh, not purely in a moral sense, but in a legal moral sense. If mm-hmm. the work of a Rembrandt or someone is being uh, diluted, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you actually have common law rights, what you call moral rights, to protect them from being, uh, let us say, misused. Okay. So, you know, I would not say it's a hard and fast rule, but yes, you can generally take it. The copyright in a strict sense ceases to exist after a 60-year period. That's interesting to know. But this point that you raised about moral rights is probably even more Mm -hmm. interesting. And, you know, like you say, needs a lot more debate and discussion to actually figure out the premise of, you know, what could be moral right and what could not. And in the art world, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, you brought this point up. So thank you for that. One of the most interesting or tricky art related cases that you have dealt with, could you enlighten us? In fact, there's one I'm doing which uh, involves a copyright issue around uh, M.S. Subalakshmi's life. Though, uh-huh. this, I don't know if I can, this is not fine art in that sense. Yeah. But if I can talk a little about it, it is a case that involves an allegation of copyright infringement on the part of a filmmaker. Uh-huh. And the author of the book on M.S. Subalakshmi, who has licensed it in turn to an individual. Uh, uh-huh. Plays a copyright infringement. Uh, okay. That matter is pending, so I can't go into detail. But that right. is an, an interesting interface of you know the literary world, the cinematic world coming in together, as also the moral right. 
for the need to protect or present the legacy of ms in the right uh, yeah. perspective otherwise i mean i can give you one other interesting instance which is uh, you know another dimension of where the law comes in and there was a very prominent artist from bangalore i won't name names but their collection of art went into a uh, a pretty serious uh, succession dispute so that's that's another dimension of the art and law you know law uh, correct I, i think people need to understand when making a will mm-hmm. that your your artworks are are as valuable possibly even more valuable than other property you own and uh, unless that is well inventorized well uh, described in a will uh, you know well distributed amongst the heirs as as you would other assets mm-hmm. it's going to be prone to serious litigation more so if you are yourself an artist right because then yes um there come in a lot of other issues of underlying valuation the copyright in the work the legacy issues yeah. apart yeah. from the you know the pure property ownership issue and that, there that i be- think lies the you know fact that people like you who have this much of in depth knowledge on art and mm-hmm. the laws around it need to you know speak more about these subjects because like you say people don't understand that art is so valuable and it has to be cataloged or documented and willed correctly for whatever is to come after or whoever is to come after most often yes, they are absolutely. just you know yeah, they just yeah. ignored pieces absolutely i mean you know how the art world actually is now transforming with nfts and so on yes yes so yes. Uh, one has to look at not just existing but you know potential value as well yeah i mean yeah. many times one may not even be aware of the value of art it's always relative it's uh, subjective but that said it has to be looked at as as property yes uh, that may not sit well with the you know as a collector it may not sit well i don't personally uh, buy or acquire art from a you know from the perspective of some kind of investment or uh, asset collection to be honest it's a mm-hmm. it's a labor of love yes but yes that said one has to be conscious of what it's worth uh, mm-hmm. how it should be dealt with and why not if you're collecting art as investment then all mm-hmm. the more reason that you give it the legal and the real importance that it deserves uh, as does any other asset Absolutely, estate. absolutely agree with you on that point. And uh, with that, I'd like to thank you for having shared uh, so much of valuable information with us on this podcast. And I do hope we'll be able to chat with you again on more interesting topics. One of them being this moral right. That word is really, really intriguing and now sticking in my mind. And I want to explore this, uh, you know, thought process with you further. So maybe another episode at another time. But thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. It's been amazing. Most certainly, Arjun. I look forward to that. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.